This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Folks... They're here live. We, you know what? Uh, since the pandemic, we've pretty much been uh, through working through different programs online to to get you guys in here every week. But now, here we go. Well, here we are, live. back in the studio. This is so cool. We've now, already had our group hug. Uh, hey, I can tell y'all this. It didn't happen to me, but it happened to y'all. What? Y'all, y'all got a year older. <laughs> oh, we did. Yeah, you don't look any different. I, that's right. You look exactly the same. As ugly as ever. Yeah. The uh, the. Uh, the camera gave you a couple of pounds, but you know, exactly. that's a, yeah, yeah, that was the camera. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the COVID twenty one, right? So, uh, I uh, we were talking. What are, what are you guys working on right now? Everybody is so busy at this moment. If you're in this, uh, we've got a couple of great things to talk about. But what are you working on? Jeff? It, it is such a weird. It's such a weird time right now. Um, we're we're doing a house. Um, I'm within two weeks of finishing this house, which mm-hmm. means we're uh, installing light fixtures, we're trimming HVAC, right. and we're setting appliances. There's like 500 people in the house all at once. Exactly. Trying to get everything done. Now, I've had these appliances on order for quite some time. Uh-oh. Well, I get a phone call <laughs> yesterday. Uh, we're, we're, I'm two more weeks on getting appliances. Oh, Wow. We have we have we've damaged this country in a way that is just unbelievable. You know what's crazy is that um, you speak of that. I had a conversation yesterday with someone who works here, and they have a whirlpool mm-hmm. uh, dishwasher. You know, we're not talking about something Samsung or LG or right. something like this. They ordered a part for a whirlpool right. washer. Right. Months ago, cannot get it. Can't it's get it. Unbelievable. And we're not talking about some, you know Electrolux or some name sure. that you don't hear a lot of. This is this is the biggest name, pretty much in appliance making. You and, know? and it's not just that; it's everything. It's windows. It's 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 lumber. Even though lumber is way way over the top, you still can't get it. Well, it's a funny thing. I mentioned to Java the other day. I walked into a big box store the other day, and all the racks were again full of lumber. The prices hadn't changed a notch, though. Yeah. They were they were they were still the same board that I would pay three eighty five for the other day was ten seventeen. Right. right. Oh, listen, so, I'm yeah. taking a deck down right now. Uh-huh. We, we are save saving those boards. every stick we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw someone finish a deck this weekend and uh, put it on Facebook, and I thought, you're an idiot. What are you doing building right oh now? Oh my gosh! <laughs> We're going to use the wood to tr- to build a fence, trim out the fence. Well, I'm I, ripping out all you know, the rotten spots. I'll tell you something else that we're doing in the building world. You know, anytime you order material for a build, you normally have leftover. Yes. You know, you yes. you you can't order a hundred and one sheets and use a hundred and one. You're either going to use right ninety. So there's always leftover. Right. Uh, in the past, we would send it back for uh-huh. credit. Mm-hmm. We don't do that now no. because <laughs> you won't get it back. <laughs> well, we we will get the credit that we bought it for. Well, it costs we, more now. Exactly. Right. right. So so we keep it. 
So that's another issue that we're dealing with because I've got to move it from that job site over to wherever the next right job site is. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, and you better are you putting it under lock and key? Right, it, it's, right. It's a mess right now. You know, you remember when copper, when it was all about copper? Oh, yes. And compressors were mm-hmm. disappearing and, and all that mess. Oh, so yeah, people had to put cages around their air conditionings. Now yep. I'm wondering about these builders and securing the wood. Well, I know well, I've, I've got a friend that lives in my neighborhood that is a, that is a uh, he, he's a, uh, not a homie. I keep wanting to say homie. He, he's a handy guy. Yeah. But anyway, he does a lot of work. And every once in a while, you'll go by his house and you'll see a pallet. You know, of wood or something up right. there, where he's drying it for a few days, right? I can't imagine him doing that anymore for somebody coming to pick it up. So. Well, you know, we I started using job site cameras a few oh, years ago, just for, you know, not not so much for somebody walking off with stuff, but just to monitor our jobs. Right, right. That's so. a great idea. Yeah. So, Pam, yeah. what are you getting into right now? What What have you been working on? Well, I took, um, we're still working on taking that deck down. I think it's going to be down, and, and Jeff's seen it. It's around oh, a swimming pool. Yeah, yeah okay. we got the we got that deck down, and um, next week the guy comes to pour the concrete. Nice. Was the deck It'll probably rain. So of course it will. <laughs> it's going to rain yeah, on the thanks. day we, we need that concrete. Was yeah, the deck screwed in it or was at, It was screwed in. Well, the, the deck boards were screwed in. Yes. Now, the framing underneath it was uh-huh. bad. Right. So we're just chopping that up and throwing it in the burn pile, which right. you can do in the country. You can have Isn't a burn nice? pile in yeah. the country. <laughs> and uh, and when and when people use screws to put stuff together, you can actually take it apart and not destroy it in in doing. And it. actually, when, salvage when the nails, screws. Yes, I mean the screws are screws. perfectly good. So we had, but this was what was funny, and this always happens. Is that you're trying to unscrew something and you've got a star bit and then next to it's a square bit and then next mm-hmm. to that's a Phillips. Right. So we got three drills. Yep. <laughs> each with the right. And we were just sliding those drills Smart. across that deck to Smart. I got squares over here and we just slide that drill over there to them. <laughs> well, I uh I, I ventured on something this weekend that was kind of an uh, an emotional journey while also being handyman. Um so my daughter went off to state last year to go to vet school, right? Uh, so we have her room. So this weekend, my wife and I decided we're going to paint her room. She's gone now, right? You know, I mean, she comes back for holidays and that Yeah, kind of you stuff. better watch out about that. She's coming home. You yeah, know that. yeah. So we told her we're going to paint, right? So we went in there and we, and we did paint. And we, you know, the, the paint was on the walls that was the stuff that was there when she was nine. You uh-huh. know, so, so, you know, she's in college now. We want to give her like a, an adult color you know, it, you know, not purple. So, but anyway, um, we did that, and then I realized I looked up, and the ceiling was awful. Mm. Where I'd done some work on it years later. So, what mm. I actually spent my weekend doing was holding my hands above my head Uh-oh. and yes. a wet nap. Um, Are yeah. you roller. scraping? You're scraping it? No, no, a roller. I'm just rolling. I was just painting it. Yeah, I had to paint it. There was some. There was some uh, open points of sheetrock that I had to recover and things like that. But anyway. It was, in the end, it was basically me working over my head all weekend. And I can tell you... your head's pretty clean. My head is very (laughs) clean. Uh, (laughs) But it was was a job. And we put in crown molding. And the, the one thing that I had to learn about crown molding, if you've never done this, if you've never put in crown molding and you want to do that, watch a video first. That angle is those miter awesome. cuts. Yeah, those miter cuts time. are something. Every time. Well, you you know, there's there's 
there's an old school way and there's a new way. Yes. You know, the old school, we used to cope it. Uh-huh. And there's still some trim carpenters out there that will cope it. Right. And if you're not... Tell, tell us what you mean when you okay, say cope. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, you go, you get a coping saw. It's a very thin blade. It's like a... Um, it's like a hacksaw almost. Yeah, with a teeny tiny little blade. A little bitty blade. Mm-hmm. And you actually cope off the back side of that crown, meeting that profile, uh-huh. and be real careful and not cut the front pretty part. Uh-huh. And then it will cope itself right up to the other one. It makes such a nice joint. Do they make an now, electric coping saw? Or is it? It's got to be done by hand. I, I've never seen one. I wonder I if you wait, can do it wait, with a Dremel. But, wait, there's a special but, saw for this. I yes. didn't know about. Yeah, but it's a coping now, saw. But now, hang on. That's old school. Mm-hmm. Your trim carpenters today will take a compound miter saw, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful to watch them work because they'll 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 take it and they'll cut it. They'll turn it over. I mean, it's. It's, that's it's, exactly it's, what I did. I learned that art. method. That, that's it. That's it. And and, uh, and it worked. It did work. Oh, absolutely. As long yeah. as your cut's good. <laughs> well, well, if you no, cut, if you're off you're, like a quarter of an inch, you're screwed. It, mm-hmm. It's it's um, thank goodness for the painter and some good and caulk. some caulk. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, if you take the time to cope it, you will get a much tighter joint. Tighter right. joint. But it's slow. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a you know it's an art. Now. I wonder if you could really do that with a Dremel. I don't think so. I mean, of course you could, but but right. it's so easy to do it. Right. You know, it's, it's it was great to work with the miter saw like that. Really I love my miter saw. It's one yeah. of my favorite. We actually had that set up this weekend. It looked like a lumber mill out there because we would pull those boards off and slide them right in, chop off what we didn't want it, and we've got them stacked up in the shed. You're like a mill. It was a mill. Yeah. Now, when you put the new boards down, you're going to put them down. Yeah, uh, well, I'm not putting new boards down. I'm putting oh, down. You're put, you're putting I'm putting concrete. down concrete. Right. They won't be okay, no so rotting n- around so this now, pool. <laughs> so now you have to form for your concrete pour. Yes. All right, guys, hang on, hang on. We could do this all hour, but th- <laughs> this is where people can uh, call in and get their questions answered. Our number is eight. Oh, are we actually doing a show? We're doing yeah, a yeah, show. We're, we're a just show. excited to see we're, each we're, other. We're just excited. Eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also send an email, of course. And I've got one right here that we want to go into real quick. I, this this one really brought up something when I I brought this one up to uh, to Pam earlier. You ready? Is it better to let your fans run all the time? Does it make it any difference in sagging? Okay. <laughs> So, I, hate, I hate a sagging fan. Right. Well, the sagging fan <laughs> happens to the fan. Now, now the blades on, on most fans that you can buy that are indoor fans are actually made out of the press board, uh, particle board kind of Correct. stuff. So, mm-hmm. so uh, they weren't made to ever come in contact with water. Uh, and, and so if you're using, first of all, if you're using it outside, you're using the wrong fan. Correct. Blades. That'll cause the sagging. Right. Yeah, the fan's really sad because it got put out. Right. But indoors, if your fan is sagging indoors, you've got a humidity problem uh, because that means that the humidity has gotten to those press board uh, fan blades and has they, they kind of droop after a while. Maybe it's time for a new fan. Could be. New fan. Now, um, I thought the question was, what, should you leave your fan running all the time? Well, well it was, yeah. and then we segued oh, okay. into the sagging. Because it said, does it make any difference in sagging? 
And I've seen the curved fans on. They look goofy, but they do work. I, I'm going to say if you have a vaulted ceiling, you, you, you want to leave that fan on all the time. I concur. Because that, that stagnant air will get up mm-hmm. in your vault, and it can. I've, I've witnessed this uh, in some of my rent houses, um, that you can get some microbial growth going in right. that vault. Yeah, if, right if, there if you with don't that, have air movement. Right, that, right. It, that beam that's right yep. there, yeah, and huh? it'll cause, it'll sweat right. up there. So leaving the fan on now, do you turn it, do you run no, the no, fan? No, 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 don't, don't get in there. We're not going to Do not go there. The show will be consumed <laughs> right. with what direction to run what the fan. What direction the fan's got to go in. And if that happens, I'm leaving. Right. All right, folks, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a break real quick. <laughs> Uh, we're having fun because everybody's back in the studio today. It's time for us to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to continue, we're going to continue with DIY questions, uh, and you can call. Nothing's too big or small for the Handyman Hangout. We're here to help. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Welcome back. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseweek, uh, Houseweek, Houseworks. <laughs> you can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, before we get into anything, by the way, if you want to send a, if you want to uh, get a question on 877-MPB-RING. Uh, I, I found this yesterday on you guys use next door you ever use the next door oh, app yeah. Yep. Yeah. okay well i was watching my next door app i'm a lead for my neighborhood right but but i was looking at the next door app and i came across this person who said solution to problem with carpenter bees and i thought oh this is something we need we need to hear about this on uh on on fix it 101 so here we go tried many solutions and nothing worked finally found a real solution to this annoying problem Hang a brown paper bag stuffed with, she says, I use plastic bags from the grocery store. You stuff it with other bags. You make this brown paper bag look full. Then twist the top to make a neck for a string. I, I use twine to tie the neck and nearly and, and, uh, to tie that by the tree. Very near to their borings, also one onto a nearby shrub. This looks like a hornet's nest to them, the natural predator. Worked like a charm, so it's wonderful not to have those wood-chewing, egg-laying pests around and no poisons. So there's something you can try. I've never heard that one before, but I read it, and I was like, that's pretty cool. I I think it would work for a period of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, just like like the uh, owls do and things like that. You have to turn them and do things. But, yeah, they do work. I I had a friend that used to put a snake on their dashboard, a rubber snake on the Mm -hmm. dashboard, so that birds wouldn't. Go on their window. Right. Yeah. Right. 
I, I would do that, and then it'd scare me. <laughs> I'd get in my car, and I was like, oh, God, I forgot that was there. <laughs> well, I was going to tell you, we read, I read this article on Bloomberg this week that just kind of blew my mind, and I knew, Jeff, you probably knew something of this. Uh, is an article on Bloomberg really piqued my interest, wanted to get your thoughts about it. The title of the article is, Housing is So Hot That U.S. Builders Have to Stop Taking Orders. Um, found that it was skyrocketing. Supply is scarcer than ever. The market is too hot even for home builders. And uh, it always places some blame on supply shortages and high price of uh, lumber, which is where it goes. But the issue is that... Uh, People like Jeff are turning down uh, uh, opportunities because there's no way to build the homes. Well, we're 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 still building them, but we're mm-hmm. not we're not doing what we would classify as a pre-sold. And and here's the number one reason. Mm-hmm. Let's say that this house um, uh, right now is worth three hundred and twenty-five thousand. Okay. Um, and, and, and we haven't built it yet, but, but that's, that's what the house appraised for in, in today's dollars. Six months from now, which that's what it takes us now to build a house. It's right. taken us an extra month to, to build these houses. Mm-hmm. What is that house going to be worth to, in six months? We're not, we're not trying to be greedy, but by the same token, we don't want to go to the closing table with a check. You know, this, right. this, this is how we make a living. So I'm not going to contract with you being the buyer mm-hmm. on the price of this house until I know what it's going to cost me. Because chances are, with the way lumber prices are going and electrical, just everything, um, I may have to charge 350 for this okay, house so that would normally be 325 Right, right. Well, I did see they, they mentioned the average extra cost of just the wood to make a house is now $12,000 more than it was. Just the cost of the wood. So the money's not necessarily going in the builder's pocket. They're just no, trying to cover not. their costs. No, right. no th- this, right. is, this is what everyone needs to understand. There is something going on with this lumber. It's not, it's not the people selling the lumber. Right. It's not the tree farmers. <laughs> right. It's not the truckers trucking the tree. From from what we're understanding, and, and this is something we've talked about. I've been in our uh, government offices. I've mm-hmm. talked to Roger Wicker, and I've talked to some other people in government. Uh, it's the it's the mills. It's the mills. That, yeah, the mills. That, yeah. yeah, that cranked so, down during the pandemic and haven't mm-hmm. been able to crank up as much as they did. I, there's several rumors. I don't I don't know the answer. Right. Uh, but I've heard all kinds of things. Right. Well, that was the initial um, reports that they they shut those down and they never caught back up. Was the initial report? But, yeah, but that that still would not explain a piece of OSB that should be ten dollars uh-huh. going to forty. That's true. Okay, yeah, that's a good I mean, point. No, the, that point. that that to me sounds like something else. Right. So, All right. Al is on the line in Columbus. Uh, Al, what's going on today? Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a question. This is electrical. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to in, use an uh, LED light bulb in a fixture that is rated for max 100 watts. Right. But uh, I want to put a 150 equivalent uh, LED bulb. Right. It's only, it, it, you know, it only draws 21 watts when used mm-hmm. now uh is that safe 
it, there's a little warning on the on the uh, fixture that says, you know, uh, max 100 watt uh, rich right. fire. <laughs> and and of course, a hundred watt on an incandescent is a big hot bulb. Right. You know? I know, and I always assumed that was the the, the reason, and I so right. I so I've assumed that that I would be safe, but I just want to be sure. Uh, I can say from those who have been on the show, putting an LED in that slot, uh, the the fixture will not get as hot as it once was would on an incandescent. The warning that they put on there is 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 correct, exactly correct, but it really is an idea of during the incandescence, this was a bigger issue. The LEDs just don't use that much wattage. Well, they don't get hot. Right. No, I don't. I don't see any any issue in using the LED um, uh, in place of the incandescent. Now, uh, the only time you would run into an issue would be if you tried to put a dimmer dimmable on right. the on the LED. Yeah, I, I already changed the blend, Already changed the dimmer and okay. Uh, okay. and uh, uh, you, it's you a sh- uh, yeah. uh, LED uh, uh, you, com- compatible. You you should be good to go. Yeah, yeah. very good. Thank you very much. Yes, I enjoy sir. the Thank show. Thank you. Thanks, Al. Thank uh, you. you know what? Al was my first email on the list today. I guess he just couldn't wait. So thanks for calling, Al. I appreciate it. Uh, oh, we were talking also getting the grill clean for Memorial Day, and this is a lot of fun. We've talked about this before. I think we decided Dr. Pepper was the way. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and it, that's also what we're going to use to get oil out of our driveways if it's fresh. If it, Hang on. Fresh minute, oil if, or if fresh the, Dr. Pepper? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the oil needs to be fresh. The Dr. Pepper needs to be fresh. Okay. All right. yeah. So what do you use on old oil? Uh, it's not Dr. Pepper. Not Dr. Pepper. Now, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what really does work is your old dry slash cat cat litter. But it's got to be the old cat litter, not the new stuff. Yeah. No, no. no. The new stuff is organic. We don't want exactly. Any no, no, I want the old we clay. want the old clay stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Uh, a, a couple of these for the uh, a dirty grill are funny to me. Using onion. Uh, to clean the dirty grill grates, an onion. Have you guys ever tried that? To use an onion, mm. you better put on some goggles. That's, that's a You'll new be one. crying while you're cleaning. That's a new one. Yeah. I wonder if that leaves any sort of aftertaste on the grill. You know, a wire brush onion. works good. I know. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to use. I'm not going to use an onion because I know, just wouldn't a, be able to see after a while. It's amazing, but you know, all the things we come up with that worked very well in the old days. <laughs> Aren't working now. Right. Now, see, that was, uh, this says cut an onion in half, stick it with a grill fork, and scrub it around the grates. There's another one here. Uh, well, use cut the onion in half and eat it. <laughs> Let's grill the I'm onion. I'm just going to throw it on the grill. I well, mean, if it depends if it's a Vidalia or if well, it's a. Yeah. True. Oh, well, true that. Yeah. All right. So, number three, uh, use vinegar and aluminum foil to cream, clean I've, the grill. I've heard that. Have you heard I've that? I've heard that. You put vinegar in a spray bottle and spray the grill sure. grates. Then you let it sit for a, a while. Then you ball up some aluminum foil into a scrubber and scrub the grates until they come clean. I wonder if the vinegar had anything going on there. You know, or if it was just a scrubbing know, with you know, a piece he, of metal. Here, here's another thing too. I, I don't. I don't want my grill that clean. True. <laughs> I know. I just leave mine on really, really hot after I cook, yeah, and it cooks off anything that needs to come if, off. If you then, if you go buy a new grill, uh huh. The first thing they tell you is put fatty meat on it to to season the grill. And you know, gotta have a seasoned grill. So, gotta have a like seasoned, your seasoned grill. pan. 
I there mean, you go. That's there right. goes cast iron. Aren't yes. most grates cast iron anyway? All right, folks. Uh, I don't ridiculous. know if they're cast iron, but they do have some kind of ceramic coating on them. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to scrub that off. Let's go to the phone. Jerry is on the line in Bay Springs. What's going on, Jerry? Hey, uh, like your show. Thank you, sir. Uh, about the recycling lumber, I've been doing that for, ye- for years. And, of course, learned it from my granddad that went through the Great Depression. He had me uh, straightening out eight-penny and 16-penny nails when we was building my dad's right, house. Right, right. Yep. And, and we built it all out of uh, recycled lumber. Uh and I, I built my own house out of recycled, both my houses that I've built. Nothing wrong um, with that. Yeah. But uh, i got a, a comment on the miter question, too. I, uh, I've been in construction all my life and working on J.C. Penney one time. I got hold of some really wide crown mold, and I wanted to use it in my bedroom. Uh-huh. This, this stuff was about eight or nine inches wide. Wow. Yes. And I couldn't cut it on a regular 10-inch miter saw. Right. I didn't know how to do it. I finally took it to a cabinet shop, right. and they knew what angle to cut it at. So <clears throat> I did a little research and learned that. And what you do, instead of putting the crown mold against the fence and the bed, cutting it while it's slanted at a 45-degree angle. There you go. You lay it flat the bed, and you set your... Um, you set your blade, uh, the bevel, at 33.9 degrees. And then you... Hey, Jerry, this isn't going real well with the phone thing here, but I know what you're talking about. I used the same thing yesterday when I was cutting the... Uh... When I was uh, cutting the crown molding, you basically, uh, I learned that you take the crown molding and you put the top side down, uh, top side down. And, and, and if you don't know which one is the top side, the bottom one is always the frilly one. It's always the, the, the pretty decorations on the bottom of crown molding. So, so there's where, how you look for it. So put your bottom. What I'm talking about is you lay it flat on the bed right. and you set the bevel at 33.9 degrees and then you have a stop on the miter. A stop on the miter, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Jerry. That 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 it, there's a couple of different ways to do it, and and some of them require more caulk than the others. But either way, caulk is the answer. Well, and let me mention something about recycling your wood and taking the nails and the screws out. Mm-hmm. I was working with a friend this weekend, and she was using a crowbar or a hammer trying to back those screws out, and it was just <laughs> that didn't work, right? So, but if you take that hammer and turn it horizontal instead of perpendicular, uh-huh. and you do it on the short side and just move the hammer back and forth, right. it'll pull it out a lot easier. So you got to think about, especially us, us ladies, we need to think about leverage instead right. of strength. Right. Brute force is not always the answer. Right. Leverage. The, all, ladies, at right angles and leverage. If, if you What's learn anything called? on the show. Fulcrum. Is it? Is fulcrum. It? Fulcrum. Fulcrum. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. You know what? Let's go ahead and take this uh, one caller here. Uh, hello, Lisa. You with us? Yes, I am. Okay. So what's going on, Lisa? Well, I just now got your radio. Well, I got the show turned on. But two things. One, I use a long crowbar. I, I, I'm redoing a shed with repurposed wood. And uh-huh. once, I get, once I get the head out enough, I have a long crowbar, and it's really easy. But I was calling about the onion and the barbecue grill. <laughs> okay, the onion and the barbecue grill. Nice. All right. Okay, here's a guy. I, I, I really talked to Jill into that when I put the radio on. 
But um, years ago, I heard about that. So I figured I love scientific experiments. So one night I went out to the barbecue and I had the oil like I normally do. I cleaned it all with a brush, put oil on half of it, and then I cut an onion in half and stabbed it with a fork and used the onion on the other half. It worked just lovely. It worked wonderful. And you leave the onion on the grill and you have grilled onion with your steak. <laughs> Look at that. After, yeah, really, after I clean the grill? <laughs> All righty then. Oh, the, the other half. Yeah, I got you. I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate it. That is awesome. So we now know the one of the suggestions for cleaning your grill using an onion is... Uh, a workable thing. I'll put that in the memory bank. That's right. All right, let's uh, go ahead and take another break real quick, guys. It's time for another break. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus. ASHI certified inspector and inspect it like a girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. So if you want to make a call today, it's 877-MPB-RING. Got a couple of contractors here, and you can ask them, 877-672-7464. So uh, before the break, we were talking about the magic onion on your grill working. What did you have to say, Java? Yeah, well, first off, let me say how good it is to see everybody back in the studio. This is just, like, amazing. I agree. <laughs> but um, uh, Lisa called back, and she said she missed the first part of the uh, uh, comment with the onion and the grill is not specifically for cleaning the grill. Uh-huh. She said it helps Seasoning. your meat from sticking oh. to the grill. Oh. That, that makes more sense. Right. Okay. okay. She okay. said she didn't know about the cleaning part, right. but the keeping it from sticking to from the grill, sticky. the onion okay. works. Nothing worse than not being able to get your steak off the off the grill. Okay. True. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, again, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. Got an email here. Uh, all right. I bought a home recently. When my wife and I moved in, we discovered that the switches in the circuit breakers had never been labeled by the previous owner. I hate this. I did that first thing when I walked in my house. To start. Uh, through trial and error, I was able to figure out what each switch was connected to in the house, and I went ahead and labeled them. Cool. At, the, the, at the breaker panel. Yes, yes. Which which should be done before you get your CO, which is Certificate of Occupancy. Right. Uh, should, the house should have never passed inspection. Well, unless it's an old house. Or in the county. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah okay. those old ones, okay. they're not. Because mine wasn't. And okay. I was. Yeah. I had to go through yeah. and okay. do all of that. You know that Baker Mayfield commercial is hysterical. Have you seen that? Huh. Where he's in the state. <laughs> He's in the Brown Stadium. You know, he's living there. Right. Yeah, and he was trying to figure trying out to figure which out circuit. So, yeah, he's right. flipping circuits in the whole stadium <laughs> trying to figure out because they're not labeled. Well, in the in the process of doing this, it says, I discovered that the stove in my kitchen and the washer and dryer right, right next to the kitchen are not connected to any of the switches on the circuit breaker. I've triple-checked each switch in the circuit breaker, and none of them cut off the power to those appliances. 
This seems like a fire hazard. Is there any way to resolve this issue without having to call an electrician? It's probably outside. Yeah. The the It's not at the interior panel, but you go outside and it's probably not labeled either, but there would be like a 100 amp shut off sure. and then a 40 or a 30. Right. And Does that's that probably look like the little box that's right next to your air conditioner that has a that, little That mm-hmm. is that is, the name for that little box is disconnect. Okay. So that's so. where you cut the power and you know, really that's in new construction. That's what you do. No, no, we're 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 putting that on. I'm our, thinking on the our, condensers. Right now, yes, we still have a disconnect at our at our condensers, but our ovens and dryers, the high amperage type stuff, we we are using that in the so inside. So if this is an box. older house, it could very well sure. be outside. Absolutely, interesting. Okay, all right. But Are, there's definitely a cutoff somewhere. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. you can't straight wire those. Right. All right, Cindy's on the line in Cordova, Tennessee. What's going on, Cindy? Well, I need to know what the trick is for replacing um, your door hinges on your interior doors. Um, I recently ordered all new old rubbed bronze mm-hmm. doorknobs and hinges, yeah. and on three or four of my doors, um the top is the top of the door is off. It's rubbing the door jam on the other side. Mm-hmm. When you put the new hinges on, yes. no, yeah, it didn't do it when, with the old okay. hinges. Right. Okay. And they were exactly the same size. There was no adjustment that had to be made there. But like I said, they're 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 okay. That's an easy fix. Right. It's yeah. easy fix. You're you're in a good place. This yeah. is not going to be difficult. No. Now, okay. now the the hinges fit back in the footprint exactly, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Good enough. Now, here's a here's a little little uh, little trick. It's very easy. You said the door is rubbing at the head, correct? Yes. Okay. Meaning, um, we need to kick the top of the door over a little bit, and then it wouldn't do that. Yes. Uh, okay. Or kick the bottom. Or, or, or out kick a or bit. kick the bottom yes. in. That right. would pull the top down. Correct. Exactly. You with me? Okay. Exactly. There's two things you can do. You can take some washers or some cardboard, put on your top hinge, push it out a little. It's not going to take much. Or get some long screws, screw it into the bottom hinge, and suck the door into the door frame on the hinge side. I was going to suggest that, Cindy. Uh, that's what I had to do in one of the doors in my house was go to, I had to go to the, it was hitting, it was scraping at the top. I went right. to the bottom hinge and I took first the center screw, you know, it's got three screws holding right. that thing there. I took the center screw out first because, by the way, don't take all of them out at once. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, take the center screw That's out That's going to be a bad day. Yeah, and then, and, then, um, and then screw that in with a really nice long screw. If, you, if you're not getting, if it's not tight enough, if you're not, uh, jam some toothpicks in there to right. take up some of the That's wood. That's a good anyway, point. Put, put that screw in there, and it will literally pull the bottom portion of the door towards the hinge. You know what I'm saying? The bottom will be fixed. Okay, well my, door, my, my bottom one fits too tight, and my top one is too loose. That's what's happening. I need to bump. It seems right, like right. I need just, to bump the bottom one you out. Need to top, you to need to tighten that well, bottom one. You, if you bump it out, it's going to make it even worse at the top. But anyway, that's just, that's just okay. draw it out on a piece of paper, and you'll see which way that door needs to be turned. So it's either shim out your top, suck in your bottom. Right. You with okay. me? One Shim, screw. Shimmer shuck. Yeah. Shimmer suck. Okay. Shimmer suck. And one <laughs> screw can fix this, Cindy. It really can. Okay. That's right. 
All right. Just, just All right, get it, get you. it, get it, get a long one. Now the screws that come with the hinges are not long enough. Right. True. You got you got to catch that two by four that's right. that's in behind that that door frame. All right. Okay. Thanks, Cindy. Thank you. All right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Okay. Uh, real quick, uh, an email. How hard is it to replace a, uh, replace a thermostat? Can a barely there homeowner do it? And what is the price range to get a replacement? I've seen them from five to one hundred and fifty. What do I need to look for on the package? I really don't want a Wi-Fi connected, and uh, one that uh, I would like it digital though. The one I have is twenty years old and and put in when we built the house. Well, I can say if you're not looking for something connected to Wi-Fi, your options are great. Oh yeah, uh, they're, they're, there's a ton at any different price point you could decide. Twenty five, thirty, forty right. bucks get you a digital easy. Well, My, let me make a suggestion on that because I just recently did that. Oh, go. Yeah, and um, what I wanted, I wasn't interested in Wi-Fi either, mm-hmm. but what I wanted was a fan operation that had circulate on it, so it's mm-hmm. not just on and off. So I have my fan set at Circulate. So mm-hmm. even when my unit isn't running, my air is still going through that coil, and it keeps the house more comfortable. Nice. Okay. That's All right. Point. All right. Let's go to uh, Greg in Biloxi. Let's see what's going on there. Greg, what's going on? Almost. Hang on just a second. Um, okay. Greg, you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you All right. Me? Yes, sir. What's going on in Biloxi today? Oh, it's beautiful down here today. I uh, Two things I was going to mention. Uh, the first one was about the coping of the crown mold that you were talking about earlier. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I've got an old school way of doing that that I learned from a carpenter back in the nineteen early 1980s. He was an old timer. Oh, I um, like this. I thought he was going to say yeah. 1900s. I was going right, to say, yeah. man, you were, you were old, Greg. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really. Way back in the 80s. Way back there. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That, that sounds older nowadays. But, uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I graduated in 80. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, me this three. old guy, um, he would cope hardwood crown mold with a pocket knife oh boy you're kidding mm-hmm. no and it was absolutely beautiful it was an and, art uh, wasn't it yeah yeah and of course he used a miter box to cut the angle and then he just took his pocket knife out and just sliced it like oh, it was, man. Oh, wow. so was nothing to it so and it was, so the, first of all he used a miter box box with the saw box. you know so right, you gotta right, use yeah. some muscles to get yes. that thing that's right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's huh. a miter that, box. That is something beautiful to Are watch. Are you still using a miter box, Greg? Beg your pardon? Are you still using a miter box? Uh, I have it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> still sell them, believe it or not. You can, they pick do. Them, you can buy one. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. They're, they're yeah. plastic yeah. instead of wood. But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you want a yeah. good exercise program. That'll keep your biceps up. Oh, man. Yeah, this fellow was uh, was not my grandfather, but my grandfather was an old carpenter, and uh, I have his old miter box and his old hammer. Um, and he was one of those old carpenters that was missing fingers and right, all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like my uh, shop teacher if, in high if, school. If my trim right. carpenter hears me talking today, he's going to be upset with me. But <laughs> right. I tell you what, man, it was so much fun to watch those guys back in the day do oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it was an amazing thing. Yes, and, it was. Uh, of course, and this this was old. You know, it wasn't old antique lumber that we were mitering, right? But it was lumber, old growth uh, Texas pine 
that was pretty hard stuff back then in the eighties. And he just, he kept his saw with a wet rock, you know, he, I mean, right. his, his knife, he kept rock. sharp with a wet rock and, uh, and he'd mine to the back of that thing. And we did hundreds and hundreds in that house and it was, it's perfect. There's no caulk anywhere. It, no, wow. Exactly. No, Greg, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. That's and amazing. It, I could, there's no way I could do mitered joints without caulk. None. I just, yeah. no <laughs> and, and, unless you, unless you cope them. Yeah, uh, I just, mean, yeah. So, yeah. I've I've tried to be as perfectionist as I can, mm-hmm. and I always need caulk. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, my other point uh, that I was going to mention, and I was thinking that y'all would get to it, and we do this sometimes when we're wanting to make tightening the door. The lady was talking about how it was basically yeah. a little bit out of square. You know, there's usually shims and stuff inside that jam. If you take a piece of dummy wood that you can lay in inside that thing with a a heavy hammer uh-huh. and just tap it pretty hard. You can usually knock it into into shape where that door will will close and not uh, not meet on the other side. That's a good uh, point. And and Greg, yeah. you know, it's hard to 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 tell people how to fix the door because right. this is this is not. And if you watch someone put a door in, you'll realize right. this. You know. Uh, the the first thing everyone does when they buy a door is go, oh my gosh, this is easy. There's a hole, and this right. th- this thing fits it. Right. Well, yeah, well a little bit. Kind of, sort of, but not really. Uh, right. Another thing, too, if someone's putting in a door and they pull a level, yeah. you, you need to ask them to leave. Right. You, you right. do not need a level to set a door. Uh, go with your margin. Yeah. That means get yeah. on the side of the door and look at the margin. That You don't need a level. No. So. Right, right. Well, outside well, of that, you're not uh, you're not absolutely sure that your home is level, it's which not. is why you no, need. No, I, I can tell right. you, it's not. Right. Right. It's not level. Because well, so, no no trees don't grow straight. That's right. <laughs> well, especially down here on the coast, where we have winds 150 miles an hour. That's, that's right. True. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'll be down there Friday, so <laughs> I think I think our weekend's supposed to be good, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like it is so far. It's going to be hot. Okay, there good. Go. Hot's good. today. Hot All and right. windy. All right, Greg. We Thanks, appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Let's go ahead and take our uh, last break of the hour real quick. And uh, it's going to be fun. we got more stuff coming for you when we come back. Um, yeah. It's our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement questions answered this morning. Call us with your question, comment. Just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send with an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Guys, i got to say, this week's show has sounded like our show. It's it's kind of weird. Oh, it has. I yeah. mean, it's... it's. Uh, I don't miss I don't miss the Skype and Zoom and all that jazz at all. No, no. I mean, you know, we, we'd be talking, and it's so hard to... Uh, hey, wait a minute! I want to say something. Right. But now, since we can see each other, you we, know, we can kind of say, "Wait a minute!" And yes. my turn. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up properly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So, I got an email here for uh, I have and Jeff. I thought of you as soon as I read it. I have two hot water heaters: one for the laundry room and kitchen, and one for the rest of the house. What a great setup! Uh, I was thinking about changing them both out to a tankless water heater. What is your advice? Thanks. Tony. Yes. Absolutely. Now, 
um, depending on the configuration, I would like to buy one tankless to take care of both, but obviously it's not set up that way, so we'd have to look at the cost to to be able to run off of one one tankless. Here's but, a question. When I was I'm, looking at the email, it says it says you know the two water heaters, one for basically. Uh, what does it say? The laundry room and well, kitchen. And the reason for that uh-huh. was they couldn't buy. A, it must be a pretty good sized house. Right. Um, that they didn't feel they had a big enough tanked water heater to right. take care of both of those needs. That's a good point. Now, so you can so, buy you can buy a a tankless that will handle that it, volume. I would I would safely obviously we'd have to do the calculations. Right, right, How many right. bathrooms do you have? Blah blah blah. Right. But but yes, I would try to go to one if I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be cost prohibitive, so at that point, just do the two. Yeah, because if you do one, you're going to have to rerun water lines. And, well, and, right, and and two oh. are the is it electric? Is it gas? Oh, that's a good point. Um, so, but but the quick knee jerk answer: mm-hmm. go tankless. Go tankless. Okay. Go so, tankless. Now go. now we have heard from other contractors on the show who thought, man, just. Just push, put a tank in there and forget about it, you know, and, and because it's cheap, easy, and fast. D- you know. Doug Rye will tell you to go tank. Right. Now, I don't want to put words in his mouth, right. but, you know, he's the energy guru. Mm-hmm. So there are people talk out there. Talk. Yeah, there, there yeah. are There are people out there that still believe in tank. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Right. And it's just my opinion. There Me too. So. See, I'm all about the tankless. I went tankless in my house, mm-hmm. and I, matter of fact, I've got a, a group of friends that are all going tankless. Right. I mean, you save the money, you save the space. Right. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So. Uh, all right. Richard is on the line in uh, southwest Mississippi. What's going on, Richard? Oh, nothing much. Uh, I just wanted to say something about a mitre box uh, yes, that my grandpa uh, he made his own mitre box out of two two by fours. Oh, nice! Awesome, man! And uh, I had it up until a couple of years ago, and I'm seventy years old. Wow! And, uh, I caught somebody. They picked it up and threw it in a big old fire I had and burned it. Up. Oh no! I, I actually, I actually still used it. I'd like to spit some beech nut net dudes out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> He, he came right. close to getting in the fire. And I, be, I bet he did, <laughs> yeah. and 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 I think that would be justified. I know it would be justified. <laughs> but in the, in the meantime, too, what he was working on, he actually built his uh, home out of cinder box by himself. Yep. Wow. And stuffed each hole with newspapers and whatever you could for insulation. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you how long ago that was. You know, that, that, that brings me back to a memory. I helped my uncle. When I say he built his own house, he built his own house. I, I was the laborer. I was about, I was in my teens. You learned a lot, huh. didn't you? Oh, my God. I learned there's no, uh, there's no trees between here and the North Pole because it was freezing. <laughs> right. So, but it, did, it didn't matter to him. It was, you know, work. It was so. work. That's right. And that's what you, you got. I read an article about get your kid, kids out there. Make them work. Make yeah, them was, work for you. I was telling uh, Pam before the show that, that my daughter and I built, we like made this con, this assembly line for birdhouses. For birdhouses. I, I remember seeing something yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, made a whole bunch of them to go in the backyard. But, you know, I, I, I even let her play with the little um, uh you know, shooting the nails 
you know, the air gun a little nice. bit. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. how you learn. A lot of training, it. but yeah, that was that was. I'd very rather cool. have somebody show me, but a lot of times I just have to figure it out myself. Right, right. <laughs> I'm my own biggest enemy. I tend to try it first, break it, go back to the store, get a new one, and then do it right. And the then second I read time. the instructions. And then I, I read the instructions. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't yeah. want to admit that, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny it. Right. Well, uh, you guys are going to have to keep coming back each week to this location because I just got to say it, the show's better. The show's it, better. It is. It is. I agree. Yeah. All right. So uh, remember, get your email on at uh, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Fixit 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman, our call screener today with Java Chapman. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, I am Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. 